0: Like, there's a reason why these, this person is out of your life. Do I think you need to go out of your way to block them? Maybe they them? changed. Shut
1: the up. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to Give, Give it, it To Me Straight.
0: straight. I'm Alex. I'm John. What's up? I'm your friend. You're not, you're more than I'm my friend. I'm your hubby. You're more than, you're more than my friend.
1: This laptop feels like it's 9000 degrees. Let me feel it. My
0: hands are freezing. I have, oh wow. I have like a little cards, cards. A deck, of, I can't say, a deck. I can say I have a deck of cards, cards box
1: underneath this that's laptop so I can breathe.
0: Great. I feel like it should be something that's not burnable.
1: Well, we don't have anything and you know what? I'm adapting to the situation. All right. So,
0: what's up? Give me your highs and your lows. How you doing? Happy, what's today, Monday? I'm, I'm
1: happy we're home. You know, we had a really, we had a beautiful wedding this weekend, but it was a long weekend. You know,
0: we spent the entire year of 2021 just traveling and we've been pretty spoiled. We've been in our house, December, January. So
1: spoiled, we got to stay at our house for two For two, two months. whole
0: months and traveling for the weekend for work. It felt like how all of last year felt.
1: It was just a long 72 hours for sure. I mean, yeah. we drove from Virginia to New Jersey. And then we filmed, like, we filmed for 12 hours on Saturday, and then we drove back on Sunday. So...
0: But it was a great weekend it was
1: i will say i was not prepared for the new jersey weather uh i had like a little windbreaker coat and that <laughs> was it
0: and there was a winter squall or a snow squall if which anyone I, doesn't
1: know what that is i'm assuming I that means know. a snow tornado
0: i've lived no it's, that's not what it is but i've lived in new york i, <laughs> I grew was so up, confident when i said a, that a snow tornado i grew up in new york my whole life and i don't think i've ever heard of the term snow squall maybe i just never paid attention but we got all these alerts on saturday sounds like snow a bird squall. it's a snow bird squall. and i think it It's just a large amount of snow in like a short amount of time, so it's like it wasn't that much snow. Well, I don't think accumulation, but I think like heavy, like it's a lot. I think it's
1: just like a mix of a lot of wind, like heavy wind with light snow, and it. Either way, it was
0: it was going back and forth. It was like beautiful sun out, snow squall. Beautiful setup. snow squall.
1: <laughs> I think at one point Alex looked at me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm pretty sure all the blood left John, my face. You're,
0: uh, you looked like you were crying.
1: Oh, it was so cold. <laughs> I'm a big old baby.
0: Thankfully, one of the photographers had hand warmers and I don't think your hands left your pockets. I was like, John, we, you I need had to one film. Hand, I had
1: one hand warmer. So I was like swapping them yeah. in, and, in and out.
0: But it was a beautiful venue. Great first kickoff to our 2022 wedding season. And now yes. we don't have another wedding until May.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So. I'll, I'll be prepared for that weather. And it
0: will be warm. Yeah. And then I don't think that we film in the cold at all because we end in October. So it'll just be a <sighs> lot awesome. of hot weddings. It's great. Would you rather be cold or hot?
1: What, what kind of fucking what question do you is think? that? Obviously hot. <laughs> that yeah. I want to film in the cold.
0: I mean, as long as you're prepared, I feel like it's not that bad.
1: Filming in, like, snowy weather, though, makes for a beautiful film.
0: Yeah. The lighting is stunning.
1: It just looks pretty. Snow makes everything look pretty. You yeah.
0: Know? You're pretty. Oh,
1: thank you. So highs and lows. My low. My low is that I can't fucking do anything. You what? Know, Don't I just, say like, that. I'm not, as far as, like, building shit. I'm not talented. My dad was an electrician by trade. I mean, he flips homes. He does all this stuff. And I can barely hammer a nail straight. So the other day... Long story short, we had a ring doorbell and like that fucked up. So I tried to, I got ordered a new one. I go to put it in. I don't know what I did, but I blew the transformer in our house and I blew the chime in our house. The chimes, what makes the sound for the doorbell. You almost
0: started a fire.
1: Almost. Well, that didn't even happen yet. (laughs) So then the electrician came over and put like an old doorbell in. And I was like, well, now that we have electricity, let me try the other ring. So I switched the ring back to the old ring. And when I hit the doorbell to the new chime, the chime went crazy, like rapid speed. And I'm watching this little plastic thing on a coil hit the chime to make the sound. And it fucking melted and shot off the coil. And we had like smoke from the chime. I'm like, that's it. I'm, I'm over this. I had, to call, I had to call my dad to come over and help me out. I had to put another new transformer in. I'm just like, that's why I don't do this shit. I don't do DIY stuff. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a DIY no, project. it doesn't. To me, it was like a whole process. So it was a D- DIY project.
0: I mean, again, I feel like our generation, like, don't get me wrong. There are people in our generation who are handy and know how to fix shit. But I just feel like it's okay to not know how to do everything. Like, you can't.
1: We got to learn how to do something. If there was Armageddon right now, I'd be the first one dead. <laughs> I'd eat all my supplies immediately. I don't know how to build a fire. I
0: think uh, I have a pocket knife, so I'd be okay. You would would protect (laughs) us for sure. Don't worry. I got you, my boo-boo.
1: Another low is I'm obviously clumsy and I was drinking coffee, had a full cup, and I somehow hit it on the chair and I dumped it all over the floor next to my computer and I just stained (laughs) the fucking rug.
0: Okay, this is a video that I do have on Snapchat, so I will post <laughs> the no, you won't. You don't post yes, anything you say ever. But, it, but it's just you cleaning it up because it is hilarious. I feel like I need to put together like a montage of all the times. I need to start going out of my way to capture every time that you're cleaning it up because, as bad as I do feel, I just like it's hilarious because it happens to you all the time that I'm like, I'm not going to help you because this is just. You're just doing this to yourself. What
1: was... You were like, do you have no grip at all?
0: Your hands are just... You have weak hands. <laughs> I think that's what it
1: is. I have a little you, weak hands. Yeah,
0: like you just have the flim's hands. I'm just
1: barely holding on to yeah. cups, pencils, whatever.
0: Like you're just dainty. You're just like... I'm oh, a dainty I'm gonna, man. I'm going to hold this like a flower. Yeah. And then, well, bam. <laughs>
1: that's my high, my low. Go ahead.
0: My low is that I feel like after all these years, you would think that I would have learned that wedding days are long days. I need to stay hydrated But I just don't. There's just so much going on. I'm not I'm not like taking the time to drink water and I need to like maybe bring a water bottle with me. Like, I don't know what it is. I just I'm never hydrated. So post wedding days, I'm always shot and I feel like shit because I'm just super dehydrated. And that's how I felt all day yesterday. And like kind of this morning was just like nauseous. It was like a hangover, but without having drank anything. I just felt like a piece of shit because I think ultimately dehydration. And I'm like, "What what is wrong with me? I should know this by now.
1: We're never prepared for weddings as far as like we bring <laughs> for our quest bar, a quest yeah, bar like,
0: when it comes to us, like we're prepared to capture an actual wedding. But like when it comes to like us and taking care of ourselves, we're like, oh, we didn't bring any snacks like we're starving. So we're either just like super hungry until we could eat dinner. Or we're just not hydrated. Like we just don't.
1: I'm basically just salivating at the mouth. It's a cocktail pee, hour. I pee
0: once during an entire wedding. So that's on me. That's my low. Is I, sh- I feel like I should know how to take care of myself at a wedding. But I just don't.
1: At 29. Yeah, I yeah, think so.
0: Mm, I'm almost 30. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you said oh. that. I'm like, I am still in my 20s.
1: I know. My little young... Young girl. Your spring chicken. That's kind of creepy. My little young girl. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Change that, please. Um, but my high is that last week I added a swivel adapter to my Peloton. So, you know, I didn't have like, I don't have the newest Peli. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Where I can swivel the screen. So,
1: don't even go there. Yeah. What? Sorry that I didn't give you the brand new uh, Peloton. Thank you for the coffee cup that I got for Christmas. Appreciate it. You act
0: like all I got you was the coffee cup, and it is a coffee. Mug that changes temperatures to keep your drink hot, John. Like you're you're so ungrateful. But I don't even give me
1: don't even give me anything. I
0: digress. I'm talking about what I did for my my (laughs) Christmas gift to enhance it. So my friend Christy, she also has a Peloton, and she was like, "You have to get this swivel, like add this on, and then like it's like just a piece that you add onto your screen." So. It was pretty intimidating though. I had to unplug some shit, screw in some shit, so uh John, don't worry. I'll I'll do all the handyman stuff around the house. Honestly,
1: I'll give it to you. You know, you like doing that. You enjoy it. Do I, I, I fucking hate it. You- I don't the know chairs. I we just it. got bar stools. You're like so excited to put them together. When I'm actually going to take them to my dad's house and use real tools so we could put it together in like real tools. Like five what do you, minutes. What do you You're mean? You're going to use a fucking Allen wrench for three hours trying <laughs> to put these chairs together.
0: That's like what they provide.
1: Alex, like I'm going to listen to my true crimes podcast while I'm putting these chairs together. Yeah, that that sounds horrible. Why? I don't know. Like it's just I feel like you could be doing anything else besides putting. That, but that's your thing, I guess. You like doing that kind of stuff.
0: And I feel like this is could be a good segue into what our topic is because I don't necessarily like building furniture, especially when it's like Ikea furniture, but like it has to be done.
1: I don't know about that. I think you kind of do because it's mindless and you're also like away from the computer. So it's like you're still being productive.
0: It's a good point. I, I do that to like avoid doing actual work. Oh, yeah. Anything else is <laughs> like, just doing oh, the main thing. This has to be, this has to get done. Answering emails, not going to do that. We <laughs> noticed
1: that like now that we're not crazy busy, like we're we're kind of like over that hill. It's taken us longer to do the like edits and stuff like that because the we don't. The things that we have to do. Exactly. They're not due tomorrow. So we're like, oh, uh, we could work for an hour, go do something else, work for an hour.
0: I think that's just how it is. Like you're the most productive when you're the most busy at least in my experience. Yeah, I think
1: that depends on your personality. Like yeah. I try to get stuff done Im- immediately.
0: Immediately. I mean, we're again, I think that we're still we're still good. I think everyone has experiences like that when like you should be doing work but you're like, "You know what I have to do? I do have to order this like pillows. <laughs> bags. Yeah, so let right. me let me do this instead." I
1: mean, whatever. We, again, we work our ass off all the time. We have to not feel guilty for like just chilling for a little bit, you know? So
0: are you telling me that after we record this podcast, it's cool if I just go put on a true crime podcast and go build those? Or
1: or watch your show Euphoria just came out again, right?
0: I watched it last night. Oh, okay. It was cry cry.
1: Kind of going into what we're talking about, like where I don't like to do DIY projects and shit like that. Wait,
0: Wait, what are we talking about?
1: We are talking about weaponizing incompetence. No,
0: it's weaponized incompetence.
1: Who <laughs> <laughs> sounded so confident when I said weaponizing that?
0: Weaponizing incompetence. I mean, I guess that would still be the same.
1: It's like a form of gaslighting, right, is what I was reading.
0: Kind of, but it's it's really just, it boils down to laziness. And like you or one person believing that like they're above a certain task. And so gaslighting their partner into doing it basically
1: Uh, I thought the definition was like exaggerating your inability to do something. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like, we posted a TikTok, like a a skit about it, basically, where...
1: Half our skits are like like that. Whether it's like, you telling me to cook something, I'm like, I don't want to cook something. It's pizza. They're all jokes. But then people will comment like, you're weaponizing incompetence. You're weapon incompetence or whatever the fuck that term is i
0: don't think um no i don't think the majority of our skits are like that but i think a lot of people experience this and so like when we have done them in like a certain way people will be like this is weaponized incompetence i'm like but kind of also it's a skit
1: at least we're bringing light to uh the situation sure i didn't even know this was a term and apparently this is a big thing from tiktok Weaponizing incompetence movement is going on on TikTok now. Like, that's a big thing.
0: Well, okay. So, what is weaponized incompetence? We just said it.
1: Weaponized incompetence refers to one partner in a relationship choosing to approach a task with little to no effort so as to not be asked to repeat that task in the future.
0: Well, yeah. So, it's like if you're asking your partner, hey, like if you normally do the grocery shopping and you ask your partner to go do the grocery shopping and then they're like, I don't know where anything is. I don't know where to get it. I don't know what brand you like. Like you just do it better than I do it. It's easier if you just go. That's weaponized incompetence. So it's basically one partner feeling like they can't do it or making it seem like they can't do it as good as you can. So you should just do it. Whereas that just boils down to laziness. Like it's not, it's not like your partner can't actually do it. If they wanted to, they would. But they just are using that against you so that you do the task.
1: I hate to say, like, I feel like that's way more common in men than women.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I
1: want to defend the men right now. I I I feel like I know multiple guys that do that. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, I can't cook us dinner. I can't empty the dishwasher. I don't know where things go. Like, again, we did a skit on that. Um, Like, you live in the same house. You no one wants to do chores.
1: I think it comes on you thinking your time is more valuable than your partners right
0: yeah i agree i feel like there's just things that have to get done that obviously both parties don't want to do you'd rather be doing anything else but chores these are things that have to get done in your home so splitting it up as a team 50 50 so like what are some examples though of weaponizing competence that maybe like you don't you wouldn't necessarily recognize
1: oh i was gonna say it always comes on like cooking or cleaning or like the basic ones
0: oh i feel like Parents probably deal with this. I mean, every I feel I feel like at any level people deal with it. You
1: have dealt with this with some of your exes, right? With their parents and like how they were raised. I
0: think yeah, this probably is more prominent in men because they are coddled, and not everyone. This isn't just like you know, across the board, all dudes. But I feel like a lot of moms do everything for their sons and take care of doing their laundry, cleaning up after them and doing the tasks so that they're not learning, oh, I I could do this for myself. And so it's harder for them when they're in relationships because it's always been taken care of for them.
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to like how you were raised for sure. I think a lot of it does. I mean, I'm not like that at all. And I know that's because like early on how I was raised with my from my parents. Like they wrote me a list, everything I had to do every day. And like I think that has came with me through my life with how I am now. Like I, I clean when something needs to be cleaned or like I pick up after myself or after you or, you know Real
0: Talk, I'm I feel very lucky that you were Fuck raised. yeah you should. <laughs> okay, but words of affirmation However, baby. however, and I I'm, I'm not like shitting on you here, but when we first Lived together. I do remember having to have a conversation with you because there would be nights if I had to work late and we needed dinner and you were like, What time are you cooking? I'm like, John, you could cook. But I remember you, you being whether it was like nervous or I don't know if it was laziness, but you were like, I don't know what to make. I don't know how to make it. And then like slowly.
1: Hold on. I first off never said, What time is dinner? I know 100% I would never fucking say that first off. Two, I think we had a conversation about roles because I was like, my role is you cooked, I cleaned. I always cleaned if you cooked. And I knew that I wouldn't say weaponizing incompetence because I really didn't know how to cook anything. I mean, I cooked chicken rest and rice. like That's all I really knew how to cook. So I think part of it was like, I didn't know how to do it. But also part of it is like, I wasn't making the effort to learn how to do something new. Right. So I would I wouldn't say that's weaponizing incompetence, but or whatever the term is, but I think there was a conversation that needed to be had, which we did have with you like listen, I'm working right now, like I need you to step up in the cooking game.
0: Right. And, but, but I mean, I think that's what it is. It's stepping out of your comfort zone to help your partner. Like, although this might not be something that you usually do or you feel comfortable doing, if your partner needs help, you have to recognize that and be able to do something that you normally wouldn't do. Like, if you're not the person who goes and grocery shops, like, it's, it's not rocket science. And I, I think that people forget that google is fucking there like google a shopping list google how to make a meal there's no excuse to not know how to do something
1: it's just getting over that hump of like trying to do it like starting to do something you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do and then the minute you start looking it up on google then you're like okay this seems like i could probably do this yeah so i guess that's a big thing though it's like oh you're talking about like a you identifying that you are not helping. It's also on the other partner. Like if something's bothering you, like you need to say that. You need to like tell your partner, like I need help in here, here, well, here. Because that's what helped us and immediately. That, yes.
0: And that, that's what I mean. Like we identified it so quickly in our relationship, which I think was huge because if I just, if we just let the, these like little things go, you become passive aggressive because you're just like, you know what? It's easier if I just do it. It's easier if I just do it. I'll, don't worry about it. I'll just do it. And I feel like parents probably deal with this, like with kids like putting shoes on getting them out the door packing like changing a diaper i don't know i don't know all the day-to-day things that parents deal with but i could imagine that it's easier for the mom to just be like, you know what? It's easier for me as the mother just to handle or take care of the kid than like have him screaming all night with you, you know. From a female standpoint, you can't you can't do it all. You're also contributing to the problem by not addressing the issue and not fixing it. Like because you're just going to continue taking on the heavy mental load, the physical load of all of these tasks and ultimately be miserable.
1: It also a big part of it is respect for one another. So now I'm starting to think about it. Like you and I, when I'm walking around the house, I see the dishwasher and it's, it's clean. It needs to be emptied. The first thought I think is like, I don't feel like doing this right now. And like, I go to walk away and then I'm like, you know what though? do I want to make Alex do this. Like, does she have to do this? I'm like, no, Whoever, whoever sees something within Mm -hmm. our relationship, I think we think about the other person. Like I can, you know, I can fucking do this. Why am I? He would do this for me, or she would do this for me. And I I think that's a big part of it. Like thinking about your partner.
0: Yep. And and that's what it is too. Like when it comes to the end of the night, don't you both want to have downtime together? Like, is it not about making your partner's life more easy? You should both be reciprocating that towards one another because. You're a team at the end of the day, like you want what's best for your partner, and in turn, you expect the same from them. So ultimately, it's going to make you guys better together, have that downtime that you want, as opposed to one person just watching and binge watching their shows and doing whatever they want to do while you're still trying to clean up the kitchen, get the kids to bed, take out the trash, like doing all of these things.
1: God, we just cracked the code on weaponized incompetence, <laughs> respect communication awareness. You know, I'm going to tell a story. I want to tell a story real quick. My sister, one of the smartest people I know, and this is why she's smart. When we were growing up, Jen would take hours to do anything. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like my mom would be like, all right, Jen, your task. My mom always wrote down what we had to do. Jen's was do the laundry. Jen would take the laundry, go to my parents' bed, dump it, and like watch... TGIF or I, I don't know, whatever shows were on back then, Boy Meets World, something. And take just like forever to fold some clothes out of like one load of laundry. And you my think, parents see you that.
0: Think Jen at 12 was like. This she's smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's smart. She knows what she's doing.
1: I'm over there hatcheting weeds on the side of the our yard. I'm like, dishwasher, that. I do like clean the stairs, all the stuff. And I still finished before, Jen. Because I was like, uh, whatever to maximize my time, like go in the pool, hanging on my friends or whatever. So my list was always like double Jen's. But she was the smart one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if she was still doing that task, it's not like she like had more free time than by you. By choice. She was just- I'm just
1: saying by choice. If she could have finished the, the fucking laundry in five minutes and been at the pool like two hours before me.
0: well, right, But then your parents might have tasked her with more duties. I know.
1: So <laughs> isn't that in our society, though, too? Like... You don't get rewarded. I feel like anyone I talk to who like in the nine to five job and they're really good at what they do. So instead of like getting a raise or whatever, it's like they get more workload.
0: Well, I think that this happens in the workplace as well. Weaponized incompetence. I'm sure like working with people who are like, I don't know how to do this. Can we just not like delegate this task to someone else or like someone? And it's like you are above in the company and you're telling me you don't know how to open a word doc, sir.
1: Again, I think that comes to respect to to others. You're at work, you're like, you don't know these people. You don't give a shit. You don't care. Why would you care Like what workload you're putting on other people?
0: I mean, you should care. I know, but
1: you don't. People don't. So then it comes down to like, well, do I want to do this or do I want to have someone this else? Is do where, this is
0: where again, like, I'm. I feel very grateful as an entrepreneur, business owner of myself, is that I don't have to. Because there's two deal, of us. <laughs> well, yeah, and like I don't have to deal with like the bullshit of other people because I feel like so many of my friends who I speak to, they end up doing so many roles outside of their job description. I'm like, as for a fucking raise, if you're doing X, Y, Z in addition to what you're what you're assigned to do, you're now working the position of two to three people and you're not getting a raise or a promotion for this. Like it is such bullshit. And I feel like- That is
1: easy for us to say yeah. on the outside though. Oh, yeah. But I mean, from being in the inside-
0: Oh, but but that's what I'm saying. Like weaponizing incompetence, I don't think is just relationship-based. I think it can happen in friendships. It can happen in the workplace. Like it's not just centered around couples.
1: It's good to have a, a coined term for that. Like, I've never heard of this before well, To this year. And I think a
0: lot of people had said that too on in uh, Instagram or TikTok that like, oh, this is this is what this is. I didn't right. know what it was called. But even like in a group of friends, you think about someone who maybe is the one who's always making reservations, the one who's always driving, the one who... Like, I could see this happening even if you're not in a relationship, just in like relationships that you have with your family members or... Oh,
1: I do that. Real, I'm really bad at that. When it comes to you and me, I'm like you call the fucking Uber. <laughs> I hate doing it. I just like hate it.
0: Or leaving tips because you say you're bad at math.
1: Oh, well, did you see my dad yesterday?
0: <laughs> I mean, again, yeah. I'm
1: I, just like him. We we went out to lunch and my poor dad, the thing he is got that, all confused with the gift card you, and then putting okay, the tip down.
0: Yeah, he, that was confusing for him. But I feel like if you practice again, like it comes down to ultimately laziness like if you put the effort in to learn how to do something it will become easier for you no one wants to do something that's uncomfortable for them so stepping out of your comfort zone and learning how to do it like obviously you're gonna feel fucking weird and like not wanting to do it for the first five ten times but it's gonna get easier the more that you do it
1: it's funny how connected like this term is to like everything in your life yeah like you said it comes with relationships it will come with work it correlates with a lot of things and like how you react and act in life
0: so although like you might not be able to have as much control in the workplace with weaponized incompetence i still think that communication is key bringing it up as soon as you feel some sort of way about it like obviously we say that Communication. communication um so but like relationships specifically, what are some things that you could do to help change this so that you don't have to deal with this on a regular basis?
1: I think the other big thing I f- we forgot to say is that make sure that this isn't like a one-off thing. Like is, is your partner or like whoever having a bad day, something going on in their life right now, or is this a continuous pattern Pattern that's happening? Mm-hmm. And once that is, then you need to address that pattern. Let them know what's going on, like what you don't appreciate or like whatever and then they need to take the steps to change that behavior. I mean, that's broad, but like, what else do you do? Honestly, what what, what other tools or like, what are you going to do from there? Well, I
0: think by mapping out also how it makes you feel, because I think it's important to let your partner know that like this shouldn't be a hundred percent on you. Like, it it affects you mentally, and for tasks that are potentially simple to do like if it's so simple and you're telling me oh it's easier for you just to do it well if it's so easy for me to do it then you could fucking do it too you know like it I think we've we said this before respect and if like you're not going to respect my time we're going to have an issue
1: I think you bring up a good point telling your partner how you feel because like if you were telling me like, Hey, this is really upsetting me. Like I'm sad. I'm getting like depressed, whatever, whatever, are feelings you're Overwhelmed, having,
0: frustrated. Right.
1: And if I like, you're my partner, like I love you, I respect you. And like, if I didn't think about these things before now I am realizing like I'm hurting you, that should change what you're doing.
0: Like if your partner gets defensive when you bring this up to them, I think it's maturity, but also self-reflection. Like they might not want to admit that, oh, I maybe am lazy and I am putting all these tasks on you. So it might have to be a conversation that happens several times, which is unfortunate. Like you're adults. Again, you want to be on the same team here.
1: I agree with you. I think like anything, it's going to take time and repetition and hopefully, you know, something changes.
0: Yeah. I mean, this isn't something I think that like changes overnight if this is a pattern, but by communicating, making it known to your partner that this is important to you and that this is affecting your relationship is going to be huge. And if you guys are in a place that you can delegate some of these tasks to either hiring help in the house, maybe a nanny or daycare, or I think a lot of things like you just, you think that you're going to do it better yourself or just like you don't want to have a third party enter your home or help you with these little things. But
1: I think you're masking the problem like oh like oh you don't want to do it so now let me try to get a nanny so it frees up my time like that's what that kind of sounded like like they there's a problem because one person's not pulling their weight the solution to that is not delegating the task to outside source that's not going to change anything
0: i mean i think it depends i think i don't think it's like black and white there because again like if like for cleaning the house, for example, if you and I are both working. That's to-
1: that's it right there. If you both are working. Yeah. I'm saying if one's just dicking off on the couch. Right. And you're like, okay, obviously you don't want to do this. We have the money to do it. Why don't we hire someone to clean the house? Like you're not maybe the problem's identified, but you're not doing anything about the problem, but masking it with something else.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If you can, if you're in a place that you could afford it and it makes sense because you both can't like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not just, there's not a one size fits all solution for all these relationships. Like it's, it's really going to have to
1: depend on each situation,
0: like be custom to who you are, but it's a shitty thing. Again, no one wants to have to have this conversation or feel like they're mommying or daddying someone like you don't want to parent your partner you want a teammate
1: teamwork makes the dream work
0: so just don't uh, deal with shit don't be a shitty partner help each other out and uh communication is key ta-da
1: ta-da all <laughs> right on to our next section uh tinder or- swindler
0: <laughs> tinder swindler cray z if you guys haven't seen that that's a recommendation i would love to give because john and i met on tinder and i totally that's exactly how it happened <laughs> i total, totally totally would have been swindled <laughs> i would but as soon as they were like send money i would have been like i good luck with that bro i can't help you I'm
1: sorry you want how much you want 20 yeah. grand yeah let me wire that to you yeah, real quick
0: what okay anyway so we asked you guys on our instagram if you had any dating horror story horror 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 stories horror Terrible stories. (laughs) Horror (laughs) stories. Okay, someone wrote, this happened to a friend, but a guy sent her a spreadsheet of the cost after a first date. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, boy. What, What are your thoughts on that, though? So, like, if you invite me. If you ask me out on a first date, do you think you should pay? <laughs>
1: Would you respect the fact that it took the time to do no. a spreadsheet? No.
0: <laughs> immediately no. Number one, I hate spreadsheets. Number two, immediately no. If you're asking me out on a date, like you have to do like the back and forth, like where they offer and you're like, oh my God, no, like we could split it. And then if they if they accept, <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. I'm taking note of this. I but- feel like
1: if you're the one that's like taking somebody out I don't know. The protocol to me is like, if I'm taking you out, like I'm going to pay for you. Like I'm the one that's inviting you to something. I
0: think always offered a split, but I do. Well, think- yeah.
1: I mean, that would be nice if you didn't offer, I wouldn't let you pay. Cause like I'm the one, just like if you invited me, I'll let you pay for me. Yeah. Baby. Sure. Right. But like at least offer, cause it's nice to, um, see that you care, you know, care and appreciate. Yeah. One guy made me pay for all the carnival games so he could win a stuffed animal. It cost me $60 and he kept it to give it to his mom. Then puked on the way home all over me and laid on my couch while my mom and I cleaned up his car. Nope. Then attempted to give me a goodbye kiss and asked me out on another date. I ghosted him hard.
0: Yeah, I would not, number one, clean up his car. Like, that is that is not even girlfriend shit. That is, like, wife material shit. I would not have cleaned up his car. If it was your car, I probably would have gotten it professionally cleaned and then sent him the bill. I would
1: have been mortified <laughs> if my mom had to help me clean up my date's car. Oh,
0: my God. You made the good choice by just ghosting him.
1: I was just thinking, weren't you looking at a TikTok yesterday of some guy's first date, and, like, she dumped beer all over her dress and then had to switch the dress with him?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a video of a guy talking about his first date, how this girl spilled a beer all over her dress. They switched clothes, like, just as a funny thing. And then she got stung by a bee, and she's deathly allergic to bees. She He drove her to the hospital in her dress, and... She, like, eventually, like, she, she got the medication was fine. But, like, they were at the hospital for hours.
1: So she was so drowsy. She's like, can I just go back to your place and crash there? Oh, right. And then, like, the next day, like, brought her out to breakfast the guy, I, you talk about dedication. This guy stayed with this chick for like the thing hours. Is they
0: have to get married now, though. And I think he said, like, we haven't spoken <laughs> since then. And it's like, you you ha- no, gotta like, find her. You can't, like, let that story go to waste. That's a like, notebook this is, story. Yeah, this is a great story. You have to. I'm so, sure
1: she's mortified. And
0: that's the thing is, like, you have, I mean, she didn't expect to get stung by bees. I'm saying, I'm fault. sure she's
1: mortified, though. Like, she. Yeah. I'm su- I'm assuming she swelled up or she what'd she say to him? He was like, Yeah, she looked at me and goes, I just got stung by a bee. I have fifteen minutes before I choked to death. Yep,
0: yeah, something like that before that I'm guy's, going, a, that guy's a national
1: treasure we need to guard him
0: <laughs> i i just think yeah sometimes these first date stories like can turn into something good but if it's something like that like <laughs> but that this girl just told us absolutely not you're written off yeah oh and it's like you make me spend this money for carnival toys like for so you could get a stuffed animal testing you. so that you could give it to your mom like you're not even gonna give it to me <laughs> what Oh yeah, my mom would love this penguin that I just want. Your adult
1: mother would want a stuffed animal. What? The that's fuck? that's creepy.
0: Yeah, immediately no. Here's another one. On our first date, he was being racist at a hibachi grill. Left him before the food came. Good for you. As if you get bad vibes and if someone is showing you who they are, like right off the bat, and you don't like them, immediately leave. Like you don't. You're owe actually them- lucky. Yeah, exactly. Right. Showing
1: true colors yeah, right like, off the bat.
0: You don't owe anyone anything. Bye. No. Immediately no.
1: That's weird. That's weird. You would start with that. The, the person like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start off this day with a little racist joke.
0: So someone started to tell us a crazy story. It said his phone lit up during sex. And I saw the audio recorder app up and running. I had the full story if you want it. Uh, yes. Give it to us. <laughs> yes. I do. Want wait, wait, the full like story.
1: the sound like his. Audio, so he was so recording like, them fucking. smashing.
0: Yes. Can you imagine like you're a newly dating someone and then.
1: He's like, I'm using this for later. Can
0: you. That is such an invasion. So he's not, so he's not filming it? He's just no, recording, recording the, sound. the sound? Yeah. I need to, I need the deets on that. So yeah, let us know. But anyway, now it's time to jump into our segment. Give it to me straight. Well, we
1: answer all your burning questions. All
0: right. Question number one. In the beginning honeymoon stages of dating, what's your test to see if you have a deep connection?
1: Do some sort of excursion that the other person doesn't want to do.
0: Like shark diving? I, I don't think I'll ever do it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think like do something that's kind of exciting, but like uncomfortable and see how you guys would react to it.
0: The thing is, I feel like that's very broad. Like, I don't think that there's a one-off answer to this because there's so many different layers of people that you that you do want to know, like how they are around your family and friends, how they behave in public. Like, can you leave them in a social setting and they can fend for themselves? Like,
1: well, she's talking about her honeymoon though, so it's like you're not no, really not
0: be- like the honeymoon phase of dating. Oh,
1: <laughs> you mean
0: on your honeymoon? Oh, you should fucking know you have a deep connection <laughs> with someone, John. Are you serious?
1: I thought she said her honeymoon. No.
0: <laughs> the honeymoon phase of dating
1: but okay well anyways then just so like, way. yeah it.
0: do a crazy excursion you know <laughs> <laughs> go kayaking
1: <laughs> right that's crazy to me but i think you do need to go and this- i was so confused <laughs> yeah. i was
0: like what do you mean like <laughs> uh-huh. I, know, I know
1: put me in a home put me in a home no but like you guys got this works out even better than you got to be in a situation that makes you both uncomfortable, like a like a high stress situation because it's not all fucking roses yeah, and like butterflies. Try
0: like, try like outrunning the cops. like oh, Okay,
1: okay.
0: Go, go rob a place. <laughs> See what they do.
1: I think I could lose them. <laughs>
0: I, I I wouldn't say you have to be in a high-stress situation. Listen,
1: <laughs> because, it's, like I said, it's, you're not going to be, like, mushy-mushy all the time. Mushy-mushy, too. It's like you got you to be put in a situation where, like, your relationship's tested to see, like, if you guys are good together. I, like, if I'm getting arrested, Alex—
0: no i don't think it has to be that fucking extreme i would say maybe even kind of like what we talked about today just like incorporating what you would do what a day-to-day would look like if you guys like live together because if you're not living together it's hard to know how someone is in the home so maybe do a night where you like cook a meal together and then just see how see how things go from there like
1: that's wow you're crazy you're so crazy.
0: John, you're talking about, like, you didn't even understand the question to begin with. So. <laughs> but now I do. <laughs> and you still don't. You're like, outrun the cops. <laughs> Commit a murder. <laughs> you know, Plead the fifth. This is why. And then
1: when the cops ask you what happened, you'd be like, I don't, who is that person? This is
0: why we need to give the disclaimer still in the beginning of the podcast. Don't, don't take do an, our d- advice. <laughs> don't take our advice. We don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, moving on to question number two. Do I block ex's friends, family, and neighbors on social media, or do I just not care? I think it depends on if it's affecting you. Like, if you're going out of your way to keep tabs on your ex, and it's, like, affecting your mental health, yeah, yeah, then, like, yeah, go ahead and block them. Or, like, if you don't want them seeing what you're up to, but if you guys didn't end, I mean, I don't know, I feel like all breakups, like, aren't the best endings, but, like, if there's nothing... There's
1: no animosity between yeah, the two of you. Then, then
0: like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it really matters. Again, like this is someone who is in your life in the past. Like they're not just going to disappear from your past and your memories. So
1: everyone's getting blocked. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone.
0: getting, getting blocked.
1: I don't want to see any... Just God forbid you're in a picture with one of them. I don't want to see it.
0: I think I'm still friends with some of my exes on social media. You want me to block them?
1: No, I don't care what you do. Oh. I feel. Like, I feel like if it was a relationship that hurt me, I'd be like, I can't. I can't yeah. do it. I can't see it.
0: Well, that's what I mean. I, f- I feel like you have to be the one to decipher is...
1: Maybe two years later.
0: Like, ap- like right after?
1: No, like two years later, maybe I'll be friends with them again.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> because I'm over it. So but I need were- like a year to two years.
0: So if you broke up with someone... <laughs> You would, you would unfriend uh, them if we you got would, divorced. No, 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 listen. You would unfriend them. Everyone's listen.
1: getting blocked.
0: If you would, un, you would unfriend them. I'm to Alaska. Them. No, but, but you would block me, and then two years later, you'd be over it and you'd refriend me. Yeah, again. yeah,
1: I'd be like, hey, how are you doing? I'm good now.
0: <laughs> well, you're so I hope you're doing well. And I heard you're them. married.
1: <laughs> I heard you remarried. That's good. It'll take one to two years, but after that, I'll be okay.
0: I don't know about refriending. But just so you know,
1: everyone's getting blocked.
0: No, I think. And if then you, if you don't,
1: you know, shut be, the fuck If up. you don't be my friend again, I understand. I
0: think if you go out of your way to block them, don't after two years just uh, like don't you don't need to refriend people if you ran into them in person. It's like, a thought that counts. What the like? This is terrible advice. <laughs> no. Like, there's a reason why these, this person is out of your life. Do I think you need to go out of your way to block Maybe they them? changed. Shut the... <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoying.
1: Oh, my God. You fucking do what you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, truly.
1: Okay, I'm over this. Touch, what's, touch, what's the-
0: <laughs> touch base with John and I in two years to see if we're talking <laughs> or if we blocked each other. Okay. And for our final question...
1: Okay, so here I am coming at you guys with another question. My husband and I have been together for eight years, married for over one year. We have sex often. I mean, we're open about it. We are sure to communicate about where our pleasure spots are. We communicate about our fantasies, and I would say our sex life is pretty healthy. My husband is a hard worker and sometimes works himself to sleep some nights i would find him asleep on the living room floor in the office or he just crawls in the bed at like 4 a.m i figured it was because he's so busy throughout the day and then he plays video games with his friends all night last night he went to sleep early in bed and his phone rang around 9 p.m he sleepily rolled over turned it off and fell back asleep i tried to wake him up because i was concerned it was a work call but he wouldn't answer me so i thought i'd check in for him it was a call from snapchat I don't even know you can do calls from Snapchat. You've
0: never like, well, you deleted Snapchat, but you can like, I accidentally call people all the time. Like you could like FaceTime on
1: Snapchat. Really? Yeah. I don't like that. You calling people on Snapchat? Mm -hmm. Anyways, when I unlocked the phone, a prompt came up from the app asking if he'd like to download his contacts. What? That's bizarre. Given this man doesn't use social media. So I woke him up and asked what the fuck is up? He claimed that in fact was strange and that he doesn't even have Snapchat. But when I looked over his shoulder, he blocked the caller and deleted the app. He's hiding something. I mean, <laughs> he's hiding something. I began to ask questions and he stuck with the same story. The next day we were on the phone and I asked again about it. And he responded, I want to use it for a business account. You've had the snap before, you know, damn well, that's not how to use it. And then he told me, okay, well, we don't have sex. I'm horny all the time. And I use it to watch porn stories. Oh I'm a, shit! i I'm a sex addict. Okay. There's so much to unpack here. First he blames me. Then he confesses. Then he claims it's a disease. Honestly, guys, I'm not even sure if I believe that. Why would he receive a call from someone on Snap if he just uses it for porn stores? I'm torn. The way he lied at first makes me not trust him now, and I'm not even sure what to do at this point. I've caught him looking at porn in the past before, but I never thought much of it. But now he's receiving phone calls. Something is up. I feel it.
0: This is a lot to unpack here because it's not just you found something. Like You weren't even looking for anything. You saw something come up. And then he lied about it. So now your trust is broken. And then it's very layered. So like porn is one thing. And like, I think that this is a thing though that can ruin relationships. But...
1: I think everyone has different um, ideas on porn and like where they stand with it. So it depends for you and you guys in your relationship where you're comfortable. If you're were comfortable to begin with, with like him watching porn once in a while, okay, whatever.
0: But now but now it's trying to figure out though like, how, how involved is he? Because it's like, are you having conversations with other people or are you just consuming porn on snapchat like are you like where you're no
1: longer like an outsider looking in you're kind of like getting involved in it he's
0: being he's engaging with other people and and that's like what you have to ask yourself like is he engaging with other people like why was there a phone call like there's a lot of questions here and again the fact that he lied now it's a trust thing so As much advice that we could give you, I would go to a therapist. Like, I would go to a couples counselor with both of you because I I just feel like at this point...
1: You're going to have to dive deeper because there's too much, like you said, gray area here. You don't know enough about the situation that's going on. So identify all that first before you really make a judgment call on what to do next. Because you don't know exactly what's going on. Fuck, I didn't even know you can make calls on Snapchat. I don't know. That's very That's very shady.
0: Yeah, I, I don't love that. Again, it's, it's more of the hiding part. Because we saw another post on Facebook in a different group uh, the other day where a girl... Used her or like her boyfriend's logged into Zelle on her phone to pay her for groceries and saw a reoccurring payment for OnlyFans. And so it brought up a conversation between John and I. And I was like, did you like would you if you saw me subscribe to an OnlyFans account like a monthly subscription? How would you feel about that? And it's not even the fact that, like, you're subscribed and paying for something that is annoying, which is is annoying and, like, not okay, I feel. But it's the fact that you lie about it. Like, why can you not tell your partner? Like, we know everything about each other. Like, I just feel like if you're going out of your way to keep this a secret, it's because you feel like you're doing something wrong.
1: I wonder, like, how you really feel about one person's watching porn daily and then the other person is watching porn daily, but they're using OnlyFans. And they're paying for it. Not talking to anyone, but they're just paying for it. Would you be more upset with that person that's paying for it? They're doing the same the exact same thing, no communication, just watching, but they're paying for it.
0: Yeah, because I think you're paying for a specific person. It's not just a wide range. Like you're paying to see someone's account. You're invested in someone, not just like, oh, I, I like this genre of porn. Okay, how and- about
1: how about if it was I mean, this is all hypothetical, but I wonder where people stand on that. So say there's a porn website. Does Pornhub charge? Whoever charges, there's there's got to be a porn site that charges, right? Versus a porn site that doesn't charge. Would that person get more flack for paying for it?
0: Yeah, paying. I mean, but but like with OnlyFans, it's for a specific person. Like you're paying for a specific person. And it's not even, it's not even the paying that I think is the wrong part. Again, it's hiding it. Like if you're And again, the fact that he admitted that he has um, that he's a sex addict and he he has these problems, I think, again, like now you have to bring forward to him like I want you to go to therapy like I like what what is wrong in our sex life? Like, I think, again, you guys have to set the boundaries, like how much porn is okay in your life, like if it's affecting your sex life, obviously, that's like not that's not a good thing. So, well, she
1: says they have sex often. So I, like apparently to her, like yeah, their sex life was fine. Sex, but apparently to him, it's sex not.
0: Sex often doesn't mean that it's satisfying someone else's needs. Like if one party is getting off, that doesn't mean that it's fully satisfying. Okay, well, we
1: don't know. We don't know that. That's
0: what I'm saying though. Like be, just because you have sex often doesn't mean it's it's good.
1: <laughs> I feel like she made it sound like it was
0: to her but maybe not to him, Oh, uh, okay. like maybe he has fetishes that she wasn't fulfilling. You know what I mean? And so I think that that comes down to communication, like talking about your partner's needs, but at the same time, like the fact that he couldn't come to you or didn't come to you, and he went and sought out other sexual encounters. The fact
1: that he's getting a phone call, I mean, th- that right there, he's, he's more invested than just watching, so that- He's lying, he's that's, lying. The yeah.
0: that's the issue, that's the issue. So I, again, I think you guys obviously have to have a deeper conversation. I don't think that this is the end of your relationship, but if it becomes a pattern, like we say in every podcast, I feel like if it it becomes an issue that is consistent, that's when you really have to take a step back and be like, is this worth fighting for? Like if they're not willing to make the changes in their life, get out. Yeah. So I would, I would seek third party help there.
1: Yeah. There's a lot going on,
0: but best of luck. I hope that you guys can pull through.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen,
0: I think that's all we have for you guys today.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. If
0: you guys are liking our podcast, we would love if you could give us a five star review. Like,
1: subscribe, leave
0: us a message, email. We love it. Uh, and if you want to reach us, you can find us on Instagram at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. We're on TikTok at Give It To Me Straight. And you could email us at hello at com. All right. Ciao, ciao. See you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.